What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Sadia Audio Experience from IFTV. You guys didn't see what I looked at, but both of you did the exact same pose right as I started the podcast. You both touched your right eye. Damn, man. You guys are hanging out together way too much. I gotta get out of here. What is going on? What's going on? I'll tell you. <laughs> Mike is trying to copy. Once it's Antonio, it's Antonio wannabe. Yeah, that's what oh. I want to copy. Wow. Soon he's gonna shave his head. I want to copy to say, you out of all the people. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you supposed to grow a mustache, by the way? Now that I just looked at his. I, I brought him up. I keep brought up again. I, yeah. I, I got it. You lost I'm your bet. You know why? Because you're not a. You, you don't keep to your best. He's not a man of your word. You don't keep to your bets. You're not a man of your word. No, a man of word is too harsh. You don't keep to your bets. Am I ever to start to listen to Mike? Because if I'm I listen still waiting to him, for my steak. If, if, yeah, steak. If I you have listen a steak to for one. you. Please. <laughs> 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 He's going to get one from the garbage. But you want the steak for the vampire? Next. A wooden steak. That's what it's called. B, it's been a little while since we've seen you here. It's been a while. How you doing? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Yeah, you sure? I'm all right. Yeah, both I'm of you, right. both of you too, had very similar weekends. I would say yes. had leads and then ended the same exact way, two two, and uh, lots of drop points. Mm. There's a lot that we'll talk about uh, this weekend in Serie A. But what a league we have! It really is incredible that you can't miss moments because so much just goes down. And if you think about some of the things that we had said a couple of months ago, so much has changed right now. There are teams that are in the race that I never expected to be in the race. There are also teams that going for the top four that I think are completely out of uh, the challenging, considering I think about Lazio, who picked up one point in their first two games, Empoli and Lecce. They tied in the 94th minute, Empoli tied today, and then they lost to Lecce last week. Where do we want to start with this one? Because there's a lot to peel from this onion. Okay, let me start with this. First of all, let's honor Viali. Sure. Because... It's still in the back of my head and I can get it over with. I saw the special on Sky. It's just so sad. I mean, the guy had a beautiful soccer life. God would have just blessed him with um, maybe 30, 40 years of, uh, of family life and things like that. It didn't work out. But nevertheless, he left a big sign to uh, not just to Italy. I mean, the guy was uh, a gentleman in and out of the field. And uh, he left his wife with two kids, but he left uh, us like this like uh, shocked and uh this is the first thing that we wanted to do well what did you what was what did the viali mean to you because obviously you he, watched him more than he, we did he didn't mean a lot he scored uh, even uh, against ac milan i mean i didn't like at the time but uh he he was an icon for the soccer for the italian soccer uh, team and uh it was a gentleman you never see viali doing something uh uh out of a uh, out of style he had a style this guy here mm -hmm. he had a style when he played and it was uh in front of the camera, away from the camera. I heard that even on the locker room, he used to make jokes with everybody, used to make pranks with everybody. He was one that just sparked the sparked the environment wherever he went, and I think uh, it's going to be a big loss. When I saw Mancini give him the last embracement, mm -hmm. when uh, uh, they, they won the European Championship, on Mancini's crying, I read that uh, Viali was not going to live that long. You know what? You know what's crazy about that moment? I saw it today again and I said, oh my God, look at Mancini. Mancini, he you knew know. he knew even more than what we knew. You know what's uh, crazy? That moment is that they had both played uh, with Sampdoria, European final against Barcelona, which was lost in Wembley. Mm -hmm. And then they beat England in Wembley in the Euro final together again. So they had these two special nights. And mm -hmm. when I read Mancini's tribute and I heard that, uh, for me, obviously I didn't know him as well as a player besides everything that I've watched, everything that uh, growing up, you heard about Viali. 
um, you know, winning the last Champions League with Juventus in 96. But it's all the messages from people, from all his teammates that just talk about him as a soul, like as a kind soul, mm -hmm. which is just unbelievable to me. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a real, get a real chance to watch him play. You know, the most that we've been able to see is maybe YouTube videos. No, you, you guys, see. I did. I was talking more so us. Mm -hmm. You already said so. What what we had the chance to see was what he was able to to give or add to this Italian team that went on to win the Euros, where I think he was a real inspiration for a lot of these players and understanding, you know, aside from just football, calcio, there's a whole life there, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, each of these players have to deal with, whether there's the mental side or the physical side. Um, and just seeing someone like that fight every day for his life and, and try to, you know, communicate the importance of life and, and how, you know, you shouldn't really worry about these little things, the bigger picture and, and you know, just being able mm -hmm. to live your life is, is so important. So, you know, like uh, like you said, you know, we honor Viali and, and his life and, and more of a celebration of his life, of what he was able to give mm -hmm. as far as, uh, you know, enjoyment and, and spettacolo, right? If, as you say in, in, mm -hmm. in Italian. Now, what are um, the nicest guy that you want to have around? That's the main thing. We should I also mean. mention Sinisa Mihalovic oh, as sure. well, who the we never got a chance. Uh, both uh, going down uh, leukemia and and cancer. Um, mm -hmm. So so sad, Mike. Anything about uh, Mihalovic? Because obviously, he. I remember yeah. he's always one of your favorite coaches. Yeah. I mean, I I think we all like we're all big fans of Mihalovic just in general too, and we know he's beaten uh, leukemia in the pr in previous times. And unfortunately, this time it got him. And when even when he was at Milan, when he was at Sampdoria, uh, at Bologna, he was he was just one of those coaches that you gave everything for. He really had that grinta in him, and he was just whenever you saw him, you always felt like okay, they could do something. Even in their performances, you could tell it was a uh, a team managed by True. Mihailovic. So he always gave his hundred percent wherever you went. And, of course, as a player, he was probably, arguably, the best ever free kick taker, especially in Serie A. That guy uh, bended it all over the place. You know, a lot of people like me and Mark didn't grow, grow up watching him, but, of course, we saw clips of him. Hmm. So, he was spectacular. On and off of pitch, just like uh, Viali, of course. And it's a shame that people like this go. And I think, like I, we said in the past, the only way to keep the spirits high is keep telling stories about him, keep talking about him. Because that's truly, I think that's what, I, what, I, what everyone would want. And you know, on the, flip, Mike, on the flip coin, we lost Mialovic, we lost uh, uh, Vialli, and uh, the young kid over there on the football game over there that he almost died over there. We were able to uh, to get him back because they resuscitated him, and it seems to me that the news uh, is uh, mm. is very good. And uh, I think I think it's been uh, been taken off the the respirator and the oxygen, and I think now the, the prognosis for him is very good. So uh, this time it's. Uh, Two down and one uh, saved. So uh, we have a lot so, to and prayers. A lot of reminders not, for people that believe or they don't believe it. Prayers mm -hmm. they they do they do work. So for sure. a lot to be thankful for uh, in general, just in everyday life. I think both of them showed that, and even fighting through the the courage that Mihalovic showed, continuing to be a coach mm -hmm. while battling that. Even sometimes they said he used to have to coach the team over Zooms, mm -hmm. you know, video conference while he's in freaking hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a as a man and as a coach, uh, salutes to them. And and yeah, like you said. We keep living Serie A, we keep living their memories to the next generation, and we'll never, never stop talking about their stories. Uh, okay, having said that, now let's go to the games, and uh, that was good. I feel much better that it's, uh, it's done, uh, you know, 
I think they're still here. They're influencing us, us on sure. the you know on the positive most of the time. Mm-hmm. And now let's uh, let's go. What okay, let's, what, what do you, you want to go I towards just now? I want to get this law, this tie for me that is actually a loss for AC Milan. Okay. This two two uh, game that is really, I mean. I said, I, I mean, I've been saying that I, I saw this goddamn black cat. I'm very superstitious. And I text you guys. I said, oh, crap. Look what happened. I let it out. Yeah? I brought it in front you of you. You did? <laughs> so Antonio saw a black cat. And, you know, the superstition is like, if you see a black cat, you're going to have a bad day unless bad you luck. cross the street, right? No, no, no. I think, no. If you are I think you have to cross car, the street. Listen to this. If you are with a car and a car and a black cat crosses in front of you, you have to wait until somebody else with Crossing. another car takes the bed. Did lock you do that? No, I did not because it was oh, on so foot. It was fault. on my front yard. Mm. And then I said, and the guy, even when he passed through it, then he turned and looked at me like, <laughs> I said, oh, today's not going to get bad for you. So I said, oh, I, thought, crap, I think I have a solution. It. What? You should get a black cat as a pet. No, I don't think so. <laughs> my dog will just chew him uh, the death. It's, it's going to kill him. So anyway, uh, AC Milan, spectacular game for 85 minutes. Roma comes out with those two. Too lucky, I would say, because I don't think it's defensive, uh, defensive mistake that AC Milan. Uh, I mean, there was the I set mean, piece. Yeah, you know, the set piece. Yeah, the set piece. The guy takes uh, takes the free kick and he hits the 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 the, the head of the the Branks, What's his name? Branks, whatever Branks. And then he puts the Catalaria, whoever was supposed to be getting that 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 easy header, you know, out of timing, and then the ball gets into the, you know. Uh, Please, it's just <laughs> so painful to watch it. Uh, I put, to, I almost put the three points into the winning column for us, but it was not meant to be. It's the first time this season you guys had a, a nine wins, I think, since going when when scoring first mm. um, in a game. Obviously, you didn't lose, but it feels like a loss because Milan at home, two zero up to a Roma side that we also have to say did not do anything in the first seventy minutes or so. Nothing. They were not playing. A style. I mean, we know how Roma play. We know they play under Jose Mourinho. The thing that I, it's so interesting to me, and I want to pick everybody's brains out, is there's two things that I think kind of went wrong. Number one, the substitutions of Pioli. Yeah, Matic, which Matic, we've uh, also When he came in from Roma, you had to just add somebody else that just to get him one-on-one. We, so we were not able to stop this We've guy, spoken yeah. about Pioli substitutions a few times in the past. You think back to the game against Napoli where he put Destin to cover Quada. It didn't really work out. And then the next thing is... When you're Milan, right, and you're studying the game plan of Roma, where are they dangerous at? They're dangerous at set pieces. The yeah. only way that they get back into a game is yeah. by making committing stupid fouls and corner kicks and things of this nature because that's what Roma strives on. They're not going to beat you really with the ball at the ground in open play. And credit to Roma, though, for me, it's like they knew that that's where they had to win the game. And Milan kept leaning into it. They you constantly kept giving them those opportunities and they took them with both hands. And that is a, a testament to, for me, the character of Mourinho's team, right? You want to talk about them not playing good football? You're, I think you're justified. You want to say that they rely on individual talent? You're justified. But what you can't say is that he's he's improved the not dying attitude of Roma because for me, Roma in the past, and you've seen it a couple times this season, they would have given up when they go down. So on that aspect, I have to give Roma credit. But not Mourinho, because, you know, I mean, let me tell you something. This coach, the coach, go ahead, Mike. And of course, yeah, Marco, I think you had said it very well there. Mourinho's a fisherman. He, for the small little chance he has, for the most part, they score, they do well. Well, no, they, they've it, had the worst. scoring. They've had the worst, like, expected goals. Like, they created a lot of opportunities. I think they're top three or four for most opportunities, but no scoring. 
The, I think the biggest problem with uh, Roma is their how they how they come into games. Like against them, if they if Roma didn't score those games, we just talk about another time. They didn't play good. They didn't play offensive football. They didn't because they didn't get a result. But in this case, they were down to zero. They scored two goals. Ended up working for them. Maybe you could say something bad about Milan's defense there. But Roma mm-hmm. ended up getting two well, goals. Onibanya's goal. Uh, got yes, a point it's out fine. Onibanya's goal. I tip my hat. Beautiful header. Boom. The ball is behind the net. Nothing that you can do about it. But if I hit Magnan over there, even on the no, second goal, no, let me tell you something. No, you can't blame Vera Rosano on that. Magnan. He made a first save. Magnan that, will never let this happen, number one. No. Number two. I'm, I'm actually no. with Antonio. No, no Magnan will How? never let that thing Rosano happen. Magnan will have a block that thing. Magnan will have a block that. Magnan No, come on. No. We're saying the way you organize, I don't know. I've always expected with Vera Rosano. That was the defense's fault there. Yeah, it was. I agree with that. Vera Rosano made a save also. What do you want to do? Make two saves on the floor? I'm not saying he's culpable, but I think that Magnan has consistently always just created miracles. So I, but you, but you blame Tadrusano on no, that. No, definitely say, no, no. There's more mistakes. Oh, Magnan, yeah, yeah. Magnan will have a probably. No, that's too harsh. Because because what's your take Ma- on everything? Ma- Magnan, that that's a goalkeeper that gives you ten points a, a, a season. So chances are, if he was there, maybe a different outcome uh, happens. But but what Mike said, like the the defender, you know, Ibanez was right in front of the goal. I don't think any goalkeeper will really have the reflexes yeah. to be able to make that mm-hmm. that save. I, that's and even in the second one, he, he pushes it, parries it, and Touch then Tammy's right beat, there. Open beat. Goal. The header of, the okay. header of Matic was very frontal. Yeah, so a very good goalkeeper. Tom okay. keeps the ball close but, or just uh, does something else. But I, That's I, a mistake. Okay, but I think the, the mistake that led to that goal was the foul. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that, that that's was without issue. a doubt. So going yeah, back to sure. it, I mean, Roma, we know already, for the players that they have, they should be play, playing much better. You know, Zaniolo is still a. Uh, I don't. He's confused. I guess I don't know. He's he's a glimpse of himself. He's not. He he doesn't. He's not efficient. I think he's he's looking to do too much. Mm-hmm. I I can't really understand him. Even Pellegrini at times goes in and out of games. Um, you know, DiBala. You know, I can't really uh, hurt, you know really pinpoint him because he is the one that gets the fouls that gets to try to create something. Yeah, he tries. You know, and, and he's been out for a little bit, so you you can't really pinpoint on him but just on, on Roma's side it was it was uh, a little lackluster in the playing style we know that as usual mm-hmm. but what ends up happening in the end I think is something to you know be able to build upon uh, Mourinho knows how to how to stimulate and, and motivate this team I even think. though he was not sitting on the bench this guy here okay. every time that he's been on the bench he has, he has to produce positive results for Roma anyway the second anyway uh, <laughs> Roma's right where they should be if you look at the rest of the table I think obviously in the beginning there was a lot of hype and a lot of excitement for the team to be able to push for the scudetto, but realistically it was to be to finish in top four and they're they're right there now. Top um, four? Yeah, I mean realistically that was their hope the, to win to be in top four. That's what they're pushing for, okay, as an objective. Now, um, you know Milan. This is the first time I I think that we see Milan kind of scramble in these last ten minutes or so. Where once Roma scored that goal, we saw Milan's nerves really come out. Was it because of the players that were substituted in, where they were younger, maybe not really understanding of of the situation? That's a possibility. But I think once Roma scores that 2-1, Milan were on edge. And Roma, because of the individual talent, a set piece, any play that they were going to get, they would have capitalized. And that's what ended up happening. So... 
it definitely hurts as a Milan fan, I know, because you wanted to be able to just keep up with, with Napoli, one, and also be ahead of Juventus. Um, but listen, in, in, in Italy, what we see is doesn't matter how you play, it matters the, the result, result, right? Yeah, yeah, it, you look we happy talk about now. Juventus. But no, you look I'm happy, happy. Like you're miserable. You're like misery loves company. No, listen, you guys listen. got slapped around by Monza. Look at you. Listen, we didn't get slapped around by Monza. There yes, was, you did. You don't believe that there was a controversial <laughs> BS. Call? You we don't got controversial so. calls too. Okay, exactly. But we take it like a man. We and just slap them out. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I love it. That's why you should never have a mention anyway. I have to mention. You say you got beat around. It's different. No, you got slapped around. I didn't say beat around. You got slapped around by who? Look, Galliani, the way he jumped from the yeah, bench over here. <laughs> but going back to it, it also is good for Inter that Milan was able to drop points. That's why you're happy. Of course. You have to be able to keep up with the rest of the team. We're three points away now from second place. I think the Scudetto, we can't even think about it right now. Why really? Not to bring about can't think about it right now. Really? Mm, Ten right points. Now. Yeah, uh. but you still th you think that you're out of the race? We have to we have to chip away before yeah, we can yeah. even think about Scudetto. Right now, yeah, we have to solidify that. our defense. There's still a lot of things that Monza we was have a killer. to figure hey, out. You know what I for you guys, for you guys Monza was a killer. Monza did it to Juventus. They did it to Milan. They did it to a lot of teams. They didn't do it to Milan. What did they do to Milan? Can you check? Did Milan, did Monza lose the I think I think Monza only beat, they beat Juventus and they beat, and they tied Inter. But not me. I don't think they No, I don't think so. Hey, by the way, you know, I picked up on Mike Grella when I was watching the comment of the of the stuff on Zaniolo. It's validating technically what I've been saying for a long time. To me, this Zaniolo, you guys put so much stock on this guy here. It's not as much of a great player. Roma, I think, made a big gamble. Milan killed them for one. Yeah. <laughs> this Zan again, let's go back that to Zaniolo. That was a dream that you had. Yo, Grella was right about Zaniolo because uh, he's validating my points that I hear for a long time. Zaniolo should be a player that should have been sold a long time ago. Give it to Juventus. Zaniolo is, not, Zaniolo is not as good as everybody else around in this league believes. He's not in a good moment right now. It, no. As well as, uh, yeah, but there's many. Right now, there's when was in a good moment? Give it to me. When? Before I mean, he got last injured. Year. Before he last got injured. Year? Yeah, last year. What did he do? Well. How many goals did he score? He scored in the Conference League final. Europa Conference How many? I don't know. Yeah, listen, I don't have the has, numbers off the stats. He has the tools and he's, he, he's got everything he's been ready for heavily injured by his playing career. style. So he just listen, needs to calm listen. down. If you look his number and his stats, this yeah, guy here. Stats is not everything in soccer. To me, football. Zaniolo, it's overrated and it's that Roma should be doing should be doing the homework a little better and maybe get rid of this guy here and get somebody that can produce a little some results. All right. That's his opinion. You're right to it. Uh Inter, let's talk about Inter because that's where we were going. You have such an unbelievable result against Napoli mm -hmm. on a team where you completely unified. You tactically had it down to a T. Simone Inzaghi mm -hmm. studied Napoli. Uh, you fought as a unit. Acerbi looked even great. Your defense was solid. You stopped the best attack in the league. How do you go from that? How do you feel like Inter went from that to the game against Monza where we obviously know there's difference of levels of motivation, but you were up in the match two times mm -hmm. and it still slipped away. How, how do you justify that or how do you reason that? Well, listen, the, the thing mm -hmm. is what happened in the end, it, it's, it shouldn't happen to a team that's going to go win the Scudetto. That's why my remark before was we can't even consider the Scudetto until we start chipping away and we solidify what we need to solidify. I think I understand what this you mean is, by that better now. Yeah, this, You're this, not saying it's out of the reach, but no, it's not the focus right now. It can't be the focus because... Okay. You know, this Inter team have done this this whole season where your expectations are high and then all of a sudden you have a, 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 a terrible game. Um, one thing that I would say as a remark for the Napoli game, because I, I didn't have a chance to, to speak on it, but 
the Napoli game, I think, was vital for Inter to kind of say, hey, we could be in here. We deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this was the first game that Inter won uh, versus, uh, I think, a top, top eight. five, a top eight You team. lost five games okay. to the top yeah. eight. So that was vital for, for Inzaghi. Now, going that. to Monza, you know, uh, I think the game was, was in our hands, even though Monza, you know, we know what style of Monza plays. It's a very fluid football. They're going to have chances. They're going to be able to break. But then... For Inter's purposes, this is when you have to be able to cement yourself there in in the top positions in, in Serie A. And, you know, when you go up to 2-1, you have to get that third goal. And that, for me, uh, I don't know, the team just didn't look hungry enough or it was a lackluster performance by some of the guys that came in. Such as? Uh, Lukaku. Mm. I think Lukaku, this game, mm. what was, you know, upsetting is... The same way that he was a catalyst for the Napoli game, he also hurt this Inter team in the Monza mm-hmm. because he did not add any um, depth to the to the offense. He he needs to be able to come in, get a ball in the air, win a ball, and, and, and you know run into the space and try to create a numerical advantage. And we didn't see that at all. You know, um, is it because you know I understand Inzaghi's idea of trying to keep him on the bench to monitor his his physical. State, you know, injuries I didn't agree. Like I didn't that. agree with that decision at all. I didn't agree with it either. They should, 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 should have been Jekyll Lukaku from the start. Oh, I agree. I would. I would have rewarded them for exactly. for such a great moment. Exactly. But I mean, I could understand why Inzaghi did it. Um, I think just because of Lukaku's, Lukaku's injuries uh, these these past six months or so, there, there's been injury. Yeah, what do you mean? One no injury. Pete, you are a He's been master. out for the whole season. You want to be master on okay. turning on a world salad and turning something into he was, a pretzel. He wasn't injured? A pretzel. It's BS. Like pretzel. What injury? He wasn't injured. No, he wasn't injured. Nah, he was injured for the World Cup, too. Come on. Yeah. I thought he well, was out. In fact, he had a he way worse injury yeah. than anyone even thought. Exactly. He said he his tendon out. literally was broken. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he he was out, and I think Inzaghi was monitoring. He was monitoring. This guy, I thought. He was monitoring his injury. So that was one reason why I think Inzaghi didn't start Lukaku. The third goal that Inter did score. That you were so, you were supposed me. not to mention. That, no, I'm going to mention it. Huh. And then I'm going to explain why I'm going to mention it. Um, no. So what happened was there was a mistake in how you're supposed to be refereeing the game. Where during a, a goal scoring opportunity, the referee is supposed to hold his whistle in this uh, you know, mm-hmm. occasion. Advantage. Whereas if he's going to call the foul, you let the play finish and then you can whistle the foul after. So that way VAR Advantage. can, yeah, can no, but it, they can verify it then afterwards. The fact of the matter was he whistled before the ball got into the back of the net and therefore we were not able to go to VAR and, and show that a Monza player fouled another Monza player, which shouldn't be a foul. And Inter goal would have stand 3-1. We're talking a whole nother uh, situation right now, but what I'm going to say is we've seen it before. Milan I, versus Spezia. Thank you. That's what I'm about to say. Oh, nice. So Milan versus Spezia got wronged, just as you know, Inter versus Monza, and you know we can't pinpoint every little thing because these mistakes happen. There is a human error in refereeing, as there is a human error in our players. Because, but to be fair, Mkhitaryan, this should not, this 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 situation should not happen because it should have been put a protocol. Just, the referee did not follow the yeah, protocol. Yeah, it should have been the protocol. Yeah. But 
if I have to say anything, Mkhitaryan, who I don't know how old he is, but I think he's 34, 34 or something like okay? that. Okay? You do not lose that ball in the middle. Yeah, that was bad. You do not try to sombrero, sombrero. in the middle of the yeah. park when you're winning 2-1. Not smart. You have to be able to position yourself, get the foul, or or advance that ball. Far enough, and he didn't do that. that no, but you enough. lose the ball in the middle, you're not far enough. There's you're going to you're going you're gonna to cause dangerous. havoc, yeah, okay? Dangerous. And that's what happened. And um you lose the ball, and I think that's also his fault in, in the makeup of the goal. And there wasn't a, a, a player closing him down. Dumfries also gets caught off guard where, you know, Darmian has been putting a spectacular performance these past two games, even getting his goal versus Monza. And then you have Dumfries who comes in and he's just not able to keep up the focus or the concentration. Because His you jump should be on jumping that ball was and, yeah, and winning yeah. that ball. You have to be Terrible. hungry. You, know you have what? to be falling at the mouth. That he scored. So. It was priceless. It's, <laughs> it's technical, uh, you know, header. It was yeah. beautiful. So it, was beautiful. it was a game that you should have gotten. And you were you here. You gotten. Gotten. Mike, the way yes, Peter yes, reacted. Yes, yes. Oh, How did Peter react? Oh, it was a beast. He was out of his mind. Even on the last five or five minutes of the overtime and all the stuff, he was out of his mind. He was screaming and yelling and pounding his feet. Pete, that was the, the moment that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> Forget about the interloss. It was just you. Peter, he loses his mind. That, that was, oh, my God. With that, Lukaku, that was, <laughs> with all of those players. It was, it was make, crazy to see his face oh when they my, I wish I could have recorded that. I almost felt bad oh, for Peter. I wish I could have recorded that. I think, I think that match, first of all, even though... Okay, the game against Napoli, they won whatever. But I feel like I give credit into there. But I just feel like Napoli did not look like themselves. They they were still even though yeah whatever everyone comes back they were on a break from the World Cup whatever. Napoli just looked a completely different mm. team. They didn't look like the Napoli that we saw. So Inter got the result that they needed. Whatever, good for them. Back in the Scudetto race. But then they dropped points against Monza. Like yeah, I understand that this goal would have counted. But this whole season from Inter, they they're not convincing. And I think that goes back. To the point of Inzaghi, shout out to Gaetano, because I feel like he's been trying to open our eyes the whole time, and we're like, Gaetano, you're crazy, come on, he's not that bad. But Inter the, don't look convincing. Even, the even, when they're, even when they're winning, you're like, oh, they look shaky. Their defense, Acerbi shouldn't be a starter for Inter. But he looked so good against Napoli. <sighs> He, was, uh, he had Napoli, Ossiman in his pocket against Napoli. Na Napoli no. were, so you say he can't be a starter, good. but then he did no. such an amazing performance against Napoli. He's also very old, and he should, playing that, that uh, two times in a week is very tough for an older defender like that also. But I just feel like Inter this season are not very convincing. Their attack isn't convincing. Their defense, they're leaking goals here and well, there. Their attack has scored 35 goals. No, 37 goals now, right? It's the second best attack. Their attack, for me, is not the problem. For me, it's a defense. Not. The way that you win a Scudetto, the way that you win a league is by not conceding goals. It's the history of yeah. Serie A. The, Juventus. the team that don't concede goals ends up being there in the end. And both Inter and Milan have conceded a lot more goals than they should be conceding. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not the attack. It's more so yeah. the concentration and the, the total understanding of you need to be able to grind certain games out. I know we, we also spent the entire time talking about Inter. I want to talk about Monza as well. Because for me, Monza approached the game in a great way. And I love when a team from Serie B comes and they see the big teams. They see the Juventus. They see the Inter. Um, and they're not scared to go into the match. Paladino said they needed to channel that same energy that they did in their historical performance against Juventus where they got their first ever Serie A win. For me, they did. They were creating opportunities. They honestly... I mean, the goal, of course, should have counted for Inter. But the way that they kept the pressure on yeah. and they approached the match, I loved that from them. And they were rewarded for consistently believing into the end. 
And maybe I read too much into this, but I think a lot comes down to Galliani being involved in the team, who's a serial winner, who's won it all at Milan, who's still living with his heart on his sleeve and is so passionate about the team. And he's got that experience and he's not settling to just be okay in the Serie A. He wants to be a top half of the team. I feel like that does rub off on a club. And I feel like Monza's expectations just elevate because of that status. And on a few occasions, no justifying their previous results because their previous results have not always been good. But you see glimpses where I think next year Monza could be a serious team to try to become like one of the challengers, like one of those um, clubs Next that... Next year, Mala will wait maybe another one. One of those clubs like Fiorentina, Sassuolo. Oh, uh, absolutely. Atlanta's a little bit too high for my level because they got Champions League, but they could be in one of those uh, weird places of Serie A where they're trying to get to the Europa Conference League. Looking in yeah. from outside. But yeah. I would say with Monza, like you said, you have Berlusconi, Galliani, who know the you know, the, the rodeo, right? With, with Milan, they've won what they had to win. And with Monza, this passion project of, and then obviously being able to bring the team to a, a historic Serie A um, birth, right? Now, this year is the important year because with any of these teams that come up, it's staying up the first year. That's the hardest part. If you're able to stay up, mm -hmm. then you could build on top of the team. And they've made investments for, for, the, for you know, this mm -hmm. team and uh, it's a very different team than it was last year. And then what, what's surprising is just the choice of Paladino. Because I think Paladino, you know, young coach from the Primavera. No one was really expecting him to be this the coach. And look, he's been able to put some inspiring uh, performances, you know, and, and also putting the, the right team on the on the field. What's, so, what's interesting of that is uh, I, I listened to when Galliani spoke about Paladino being hired because it was a surprise. And he said, for us, it's not really a risk because... He says, we knew Paladino was going to be the one for the future. The timing wasn't expected mm -hmm. because they had Stropa before, but he even brought up, he was not comparing him to Saki because that's, that's high expectations. But mm -hmm. he says, people said Saki was such a big risk mm -hmm. when I brought him to Milan, but we were convinced. So it's not really that what he did previously doesn't matter. It's more so his ideas, his philosophy. And yes, he is at a young age, but he can learn quickly. And I do think that there are worse teams in the Serie A that helps him out a little bit and that they'll be able to stay within the league and be able to build I, on it. We're going to move on. I can summarize this game, Inter, Inter uh, Monza, Inter, Napoli, Dalle Stelle, Alle Stalle. You win against the, be the best and you lose almost against the, one of the team at the bottom. So, Pete, I tip my hat to you. <laughs> I tip my hat to you. You, you don't win either this week. What do you? What do you but mean? they lost. I mean, it's Roma, not lost. They tied I to mean, Roma. Without the Roma, Roma. Yeah, but you're up two zero, eighty fifth minute. I know, I know. But uh, you know, they I'm didn't have a shot on like target until the eighty sixth minute. Do you believe this? Do you believe uh, this? So that's this? even more embarrassing for you guys. No, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, of course I just it is. Want you're gonna close a, a game. Mike, Inter I, lost to Roma. So. I want him to be a little bit more miserable. Right, than lost to Roma. But look how they lost. Look how they tied. Okay, Mike. Now you can see. Don't tell me that you're a Milan fan. But the way you're talking to Peter, as if you got all three points. I want him to be a little bit more miserable. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You're such a great That's friend. That's what I'm here for. Pete. I don't think Pete understands. We still need to talk uh, about Juventus. We still need to talk about Lazio. Mm. We have a few more topics uh, before we get out of here. But one thing that's happening right now, which is very exciting, is EA Sports FIFA. They're doing their team of the year. The best selection of players that go out and they have a voting for it, which people can vote. The link will be in the description right now. They put a hundred names out. We have a lot from Serie A to choose from. 
Michael and I took the liberty because I know you guys are busy. We built an 11. <laughs> we built a team. It was your old day. <laughs> <laughs> we built, we just didn't want to ask him his opinion. We're saving, we're saving your moment for the podcast okay. right now. I will read the names from the Serie A players and then let you guys think a little bit mm -hmm. on who you want in this 11 and then we'll tell you our team. We've got Barella, Brozovic, Leao, Theo Hernandez, Immobile, Kostic, Magnan, Lautaro, Milinkovic, Savic, Biragi, Osimen, Pellegrini, Bremer, Szczesny, Tomori, Tonali, Vlaovic, Amrabat, Giroud, and Rabiot. Mm -hmm. Off the top of your head, who do you think One of those guys? needs to be in this? Oh, Leao, Who's had a great year? Leao, Theo, Giroud. Uh, mm. I like another striker out of Giroud. Oh, Lukaku? No. <laughs> 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 I think we can agree that Lukaku doesn't belong in the team of the year. He's not, he's not part of the... I'll, 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 say I'll say Barella. Tonali, definitely. Tonali, Those definitely. are my three, I guess. I'll read the 11 that we chose. Okay. But remember, guys, I know we love Serie A. Serie A is our Manan. life. It's, it's the, for us, the league that we watch the most. But we also need to remember that we're talking about an entire 11 and there's other players out All there. Right, let's go. This is the 11. We did 4-3-3. Michael and I, we have Courtois and Net, who won the Champions League. He won the league. He had plenty of clutch performances. Hakimi, as the right back, really doesn't get any better in terms of a modern fullback than Hakimi. Mm. Bremer, Bremer, for the center back of Juventus. What what Juve have done so far, this first he won City, he won Defender of the Year. That's he, number one. You bias. They have won, they have tied, <laughs> and they have Seven goals conceded so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. Virgil van Dijk in the other center back position to partner him. Theo Hernandez, of course, because for me, he's the best left back in the world. Midfield trio. We did Barella, Modric, and De Bruyne. Barella, for me, one of the most underrated players in the entire world. Mm -hmm. I think he's unbelievable in the midfield. Modric, I mean, Croatia finished in third place in the World Cup. 37 years old. Pure maestro. De Bruyne is from a different planet. I mean, every time he plays for Manchester City, he's a top, top, top midfielder. Then the front three. This is where the magic begins. Lionel Messi, probably the undisputed GOAT at this point. He got his World Cup. He won it all. He was involved in every goal in for Argentina in the World Cup. Benzema, he won the Ballon d'Or. Case closed. And then Mbappe, half man, half alien. What he did in the final, he scored a hat-trick. First men, male, male player since 1966 to score a hat trick in the World Cup. That is our 11. I'll tell you what. Can I stop Who some we of missing? them? Yes, you can. Okay. First of all, I will take Barella out and I will put Tonali over there. Benzema, it was okay last year, but I'm not sure if I can just uh, give him this. Uh, this. Who do you want? You want Giroud? Yeah. Why? Because Giroud, Giroud uh, at this age, at this age, he has shown that he's got potential still. Were there any hmm. anybody that you think we left off from that Serie A crew? Or from, from in general? From Serie A? Where's that I, the only one I can put in there as an argument is uh, over the, the guys that you have is, is Magnan. Oh, just definitely. Be, just definitely. Because I said of, Magnan four. Just because of what he does for the Milan team. And then, you know, he was a catalyst of the Milan team winning the Scudetto that year. And... Um, you know, Leal? The only thing that's against, no. but Leal doesn't beat out no. Mbappe, doesn't beat out Messi, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Also, think these a lot of these players. We also took it as they would be a lot of fun to play in the games with. Like they're gonna get new cards, they're gonna get team of the year cards that we're able to play with in FIFA and mm -hmm. add to our ultimate teams. 
So I would love a Barella Team of the Year card. I'll the only you. other one that I think maybe you could argue as well, Bremer, Bremer not, over Tomori. No, Bremer is not, not even close. Would you put Tomori Absolutely. instead of him? Absolutely. But they just matter, put all Milan. Put Tomori. No, no, it's not as good with I didn't put I didn't put Tonal. I, I mean, I didn't put Leao. Where's Salas Maker from? Yeah, Leao from Mbappe. You chose all Milan players. No, I did not. I want Magnan over there and Tomori. That's it. Just it. Mike. And Tonali. Magnan, Tomori. Three. Only three. Magnan, Tomori. And Teo Hernandez. Teo, you choose Teo Hernandez. Mike. Any any disputes that you had internally with uh, with this 11? The only change I would probably make is um, Courtois for Magnan. Okay. So same reasons that he said? I was thinking Bremer. But Bremer had a very good Bremer year. Bremer is amazing. I got to give it to him. Bremer is I think, amazing. I think what Juventus is doing right now so much is down to Bremer. I think, they, they I think only keeper. conceded the fewest yeah. amount yeah, of goals this than year. Magnan is my only change. I, the only thing that I'm looking at too as well, Holland. We don't have Holland no, in this team. No, no. He didn't play in the World Cup. So? Not everyone. None of these Italian players played in the World Cup. Barella didn't play in a World Cup. Benzema Bremer didn't did. even play in the World Cup. Bremer played one game. But you can compare Holland to Benzema. Benzema had a better year I know, than I Holland. Wanted to, I wanted to like, so that's you know, you do you it. change the Benzema formation. Benzema didn't play. Regardless. I think that's everybody that... Brozovic? You, what about Brozovic? Nah. No, no, no. Modric? Are you Modric? No, no, you watch Modric no, play? No, no, no. That guy is a magician. I did the card tricks before, but, but that guy... Even you your card tricks are You don't even know. Your card tricks are terrible. Well, this is who we would vote for. This is not the official team. This is if you let IFTV choose, this is who we'd go for. Guys, comment down below who you would. And don't even just go comment. Go vote on EA Sports website. We will put the link at the top of the description. You can vote for any of the 100 players and build your 11 and then come back here and tell us who you put so that we could argue it and Antonio can tell you why all the Milan players should be in the 11. All of it. Is it fair to say, I mean, I don't think this is even a question, Juventus is back. Ah, look at you, yeah, miserable. Sure. You, guys. you yeah. were such a miserable. What? You guys wow. got abused by Cremonese. Oh, listen. Wait, but you got, know, Juventus got, is technically the, in second place right now on the table. They got, right? the, points. Is back. They got the points. Though. Listen, you should be ashamed they of they yourself to bring this up. You should be ashamed of yourself oh, to, to yeah. even bring this up. Why? Because the quality, the output that, that you have on the field is disgraceful. But the, the point. I mean, get... just watching Juventus playing is just a disgrace. It's, my God, if, if soccer, I mean, if you have to just convince somebody to become a soccer fan and you put them in front of a, a team like Juventus playing soccer, so, ah, I want to play, watch this game. It's boring like crap and all that crap. It's not what they do. They defend three quarters of the time and then they, they, they capitalize on one of those two chances yeah. that are, they're not even chances, don't be mistake, defensive mistakes. It's easier to watch on Milan because two Please. late goals at the end. Uh, there you go, Mike. <laughs> Listen, Juventus are there. Obviously, defensively, they, they you know, they're spectacular, That's but also they because do. of Eight how they play. But it's how they play. Yeah, they don't okay. play. That's that's well, their second points now. They second sit point. back yeah. and they're just staying in front and let it's the other working. team play. Yeah. It's working, but I At mean, some I point, don't know. This thing is not going to work. I mean, I understand what you're going to have players, other guys right? coming in, but just the way that you're playing, you're scrapping away each game. But so no, like, so no one's going to argue that Juventus play a good style. There's no one in the world that can say that, right? It's not fun uh, for sure to watch. That's easy, but they're doing kind of what they have to do at this moment. I agree that for me, Allegri had to find a balance within this team and his balance went too far one way, too far defensively, because when you play against Cremonese, I don't think you need to be defending with 11 men behind the ball to Cremonese who have scored 11 goals in the entire Serie A season. So where's the threat there? And you can unleash a little bit more. 
And in certain moments, I think he can take his hand off the brake. The one pushback is like, they're doing what they need to do at this moment. For me, Juventus are just trying to get to that February break, <sighs> not break, February point, where they get players back. And then that's what where play, how many I think... are you missing? Okay, I'll explain it to you. Di Maria to full fitness. Vlahovic back playing. Pogba, Bonucci. Uh, who else am I missing in, mm. uh, in the 11? Players that... Chiesa fully fit because he's still not fully fit to start a game. When they get all of these players back, you're going to change your style of playing. I don't think yeah, the style not. will change, but I think they'll be unleashed. And the only way that Juve win games, similar to Roma, is they went through just individual players, right? It's moments in a game that change from the players. It's not the system. It's not the style, right? It's not the free-flowing finding spaces of Napoli, which focuses on the unit. It's much more individual in terms of the attack and the way that they get goals. Chiesa coming back already has shown a big difference. The goal that he assisted to Danilo, Paredes giving him that pass. So I think you'll see that Juventus. And my point is that when I say Juventus, is Juventus back? If they get to that moment, and they already are already making those points back within touching distance, and then they get that quality of players... They have the roster that should be able to compete for the Scudetto. Yeah, not even that, though. The part, part that's interesting to me is in the beginning of the season, they dropped so many bad points, and a lot of people already count them out. Imagine they didn't play that bad in the beginning. They'd be much closer to Napoli now. And, yeah, I get what you're saying, Mark, when the players get back, but they should be playing better against a, a, a newly promoted Serie B side at the end of the time. But it, it is going to be interesting to see when the players come back because I don't think that leg is going to change too much, but it's going to be easier for them to get a, a goal or two. It's not going to just rely on a set piece or individual brilliance to get them ahead. And this, this Scudetto race, I think, is going to be much more interesting. We have Napoli there. We have Inter that are still chipping away. We have Milan there. We got who did I miss? You, you missed the. You said the four teams. I said no, the four teams. Much Juventus, yeah. Milan, I mean, Inter, right now, and Napoli. I feel like I feel no, like the, the chase is pretty uh, pretty good right now. A lot of people at U of L. I had them second place, so I'm happy that they're winning now because I, I was nervous in the beginning. Mm. I was like, oh, my prediction going to be wrong. But they're they're pulling their weight. Even though we know how Legri plays, it's nothing new. They're not going to play good football. It's just where they're going to end up in the uh, in the at the end of the season. The thing is, me. you said it best. Oh, imagine if they would have won those games or got those. Games. You can't not think do, like that. But the thing is, they're not doing anything different now. The only thing that they're doing is that they're solid defensively. They, were they figure a lot out of points. Yes, but because really they figured leaky. out their defense, that's the only thing they, they figured out. They find themselves so when you're able enough. to be two teams in the last week winning. One nothing scoring in the 87 minute and the 92nd minute, or whatever it was when Milik scored, versus Cremonese. You know, like that's not good enough for me. And I think only to a certain extent, drop. you're right there. Mm, yes, you're gonna have these drop. better players. They've always played like this, but, they've always yeah, played like this a small no. team. Not, not to the fact Yo, that Cremonese Baisa. had two posts. And okay, Juventus doesn't do anything the whole game. To, to this level. Come on. To this level. So already, what I want to say before you jump in, you versus Napoli next week. So that's going to be a big game. Opponent, they're going to do they five do. for one against Napoli. That's what they're so. going to do. Five, five, five defenders, no. four midfielders, one They play five, three, two. Five for one, they're going to do watch. Then number one. Number two, Juventus luck is that they found themselves to be on a 0-0-1-1 situation until the last few minutes. If they What happened when they have the trail? If they trail the game, everything, all the hell is going to break loose. So Juventus, for now, they found themselves to be very lucky. 
just lucky, yeah. very lucky. So is he gonna? Is this gonna? Uh, you know, be the, the motive of operandum for uh, for the rest of the season for them, hoping that something is gonna turn to be to go on the on the way all their way all the time. I'm not sure about that. So when Juventus is gonna find themselves down one nothing or two nothing or two one or three or three two, Juventus. It's not going to be able to make it. To I make think it. it's going to be a really interesting of all the test. Sub and the subs or the, the Listen, missing players. Number one, it's it's really it's not a good argument to say against who they're playing because every team. This is the moment that Juventus are in, and they have to play the team that's in front of them, and they are in a good moment. So you have to say that that they are. They're getting the results. There are eight wins in a row, which and twelve clean sheets. Twelve clean sheets doesn't happen very often mm. in Serie A to do that, but the real test comes on Friday where are you can you challenge for Scudetto the battle is so interesting between Napoli and Juventus because the two teams could not be more different in the philosophies of the coaches of the clubs of the history there's so much that will go down on this Napoli loves to attack they're so free-flowing they never stop going for it no matter how many goals they score they look for spaces they're proactive they play an attractive brand that so many would be interested in we're on the flip side. Juventus is all, let's defend our lead. Everyone behind the ball. Counterattack and break when possible. Score goals laid on to a match. Set pieces. Whatever you need to do to get into that. But as we said a few times already this year, Juventus have tried to play up to their opponent. And they did come big in matches that I didn't expect. Ever since the loss to Milan, it really it brought something to life within the squad. Does that justify the way that they play? For me, I already said it. When you're playing Cremonese, I don't think you need to be doing that. And it's it's pretty crazy. When you play against Napoli, watch how much you're going to be able to defend. But when they go up against the quality of a team like Napoli, who find spaces no matter what, who have a different level than the rest of the teams that they've been playing in the past, and let's also not forget that they also beat Lazio as well. So we're saying that they did this, they kept a clean sheet against these poor teams, but Lazio was a team that many people had... Either Lacho beat, beat Inter, Lacho has played big in big matches. They're not in a good moment right now, but they still beat them, and they beat Inter as well. So it's not like Juventus has kept clean sheets against only the bad teams. You know, funny you talking like that, you know, because if I, if I pick up some of the some of the recording that we have on, on, on the past, <laughs> you wanted Allegri out because of his style on playing. If they, because if they look at the way, well, look at the Juventus, what a disgrace. Look at Allegri, Allegri shouldn't be coaching. Wait, let me finish. You were criticizing the way Juventus was playing because of this poor style of just defending and then coming out and then when the game gets out of the hand and then everybody's scrambling for the ball and all the formation, the 4-3-1-2 or the 4-4-2 or the 4 the four three three everything goes bananas. So what you all of a sudden now you are embracing Allegri with his style of playing and then wait and see and you are actually saying you are validating his style all of a sudden. So Allegri is the, is the man or what? Yeah, I, think I, I, said, I think I said the complete opposite of that. I think I just said that I don't agree with that style in certain moments in, in those games. And for me, when you ask me that, no, I don't think that this is good. Juventus are going down the exact same path that they were in a few years ago when they were winning the Scudetto in a weaker Serie A because the Serie A was weaker. Uh, the times that they won it in certain moments, it was weaker, not against the Napoli, but they had a few years where they won it where they were just the best team individually, where they got to the moment where fans were still upset at the way that they were playing, that they fired Allegri and they went the complete opposite way and got Sarri and then got Pirlo. And then we know how that lasted, that they only wanted to win. So they are going down that same wrong path. I, I agree. But what I'm saying is Allegri, an old dog is not going to learn new tricks. 
We know what Allegri is going to do. This is his style of play. You knew what you were buying when you got him, right, as a coach. So do you just, agree, yes or not? Do you agree no. what he's doing right now? What, what he's doing right now? I what think he's maximizing the most of what Allegri brings to a team. You never this answered is, the question. I just said. Do you agree with the Allegri's philosophy right now? Yes or not? You can't change his philosophy. Would I want it? Would I Would I okay. say that at Juventus? No. But, okay. but there's no changing. There's no... Thinking to disagree with the way that I play. So you're not disagreeing technically. You're not agreeing either. You are right there. You're just waiting and see. Trying to get you. Yeah. Trying to get you. No, you're trying to beat him. I'm trying to think. He already explained himself that the way that they're playing obviously is not a Juventus quality play. uh, You know, team. The only thing is right now, this is what you have. You have Allegri as the coach. Who are you? You're gonna sack him to get what? The, The record is coming in where you're winning. What is it? Eight straight games or whatever the case might be. So they're winning. So they're getting the points. It's not pretty, but they're still getting it. Like I said, if Cremonese comes in and would have won that game or the game ended 0-0, we're sitting here talking about Allegri out, Allegri out. Even 0-0, not even losing. Because that's how it works in Italy. (laughs) If you win, you're the genius. You you made it work and you were able to find a way. If you tie or lose, disaster, everything is burning. Rome is burning. That's Italy. That's you. Oh, it's not you? <laughs> no. No. No, I'm that. critical. If uh, the, the, the mistake has been made in the, the soccer, uh, the soccer, uh, the I already, I already said, I don't think, horrible. I don't think it's for the level of Juventus, the style, they're going, again, they're going down the exact same path. But I think that this Juventus team will be in that fight for the Scudetto just based off of what they're doing now and then the players that they have coming back. Those individual players are going to resolve games. That's what I was about to say. I think what's going to dictate that is that these players come in and really add to to this Juventus team, which they should. But right now, (laughs) they can't wait till February and just keep on doing this. I feel like that's not going to be a... a a good strategy, Friday but I don't think anything's changing. Oh, no, well, listen, for sure, nothing is going to change. Yeah, yeah, but uh, even even versus Napoli, good now, versus you know? Napoli, the 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 luck is going to be if Napoli can't score first, like Antonio yeah, said. Yeah, sure. If Napoli can't score first and Juventus is in the game zero zero, mm-hmm. they, have they the get chances. that one it's goal. Such a similar it's, conversation it's to Roma. Do you realize how similar oh, yeah. you could if if you took away the word the name Juventus and the name Roma, besides the positions in the table, obviously, and the quality of players. But just in terms of the style, when Roma concede first, usually, I mean, they did they did show it today against Milan, but a lot of the times you feel like they can't get back into the game. They're relying on individual quality. It cements yourself, but the quality of players is different. Let's uh, let's talk about Lazio real quick before we get out of here. Napoli, they, did we talk about? Did we talk about Napoli? No, no Napoli-Sampdoria. Napoli, Napoli-Sampdoria, yeah, sorry. So you guys are all jealous that Napoli going to win the Scudetto and you know one else to talk about. That's why we have a crew. Everybody <laughs> reminds each other. Lazio, they uh, they lost to Lecce and then they tied to Empoli, 94th minute. I don't know, one point in your first two games of 2023 is not good enough Rose, for... The way that happened. Sorry. Away, yeah. But the, even way, though, the way that happened. Oh, the, the way. way the I didn't mean a way to Lecce. Because no, 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 no. away Lecce is re- has a really tough, great... Tough. Uh, home base, home fans. I think they got the sixth best attendance in the Serie A. And they actually play really good against the big teams, right? They Against Inter, took you to the last moment. Uh, <laughs> Lecce against Milan. Roma and Juventus, it was always a tight game. Uh, they beat Lazio, and they also beat Atalanta as well. So they're a tough team to play against. They're gritty. They fight. I get that. But still, for a team like Lazio, these are your first two games of 2023. I mean, you can't be happy. So the maestro is not actually the maestro. 
the way we say it. So again, those are contingency. Believe me, Juventus they found themselves in this uh, beautiful period of uh, we're talking about Lazio. Luck. Yeah, Lazio. I'm just comparing Juventus comparing. with Lazio. Juventus they found themselves to be winning without really displaying anything. Lazio they have a much better, beautiful game. Uh, the way. Uh, the way they uh, they show up on the field and things like that, and many times, the, you know, the results are the opposite. In in soccer, uh, quantity does not translate into uh, points. Quantity and beauty of the game does not translate necessarily in points uh, that uh, you uh, you put it on the board. So in this particular uh, period, Juventus is capitalizing on uh, the you know the the luck because they've been lucky. Believe me, other teams uh, that will uh, you know look at Milan. AC Milan deserves that deserve to win today. And uh, they, we come up with one point. And are we complaining? No, it's the the, the rules that we have to follow. You guys got slapped with the, the referees <laughs> and all the stuff. So it is what it is. So we tip the hat to Juventus, and we hope that Juventus is going to trip up soon. But the interesting about thing about what you said and Lazio, with, with Lazio, Lazio is yeah. that they've been more pragmatic. Like they've tried to focus more on defense. They haven't just been the free flowing. Let's go and attack Mauricio Sadi. But results are not going their way at the moment. And for me. I know, maybe prisoner of the moment, but I don't see them getting into the top four with the level of the four teams that are ahead of them at the moment. No, I don't see it either. Also, with with Sadi, you know, we see him like questioning this this team in a sense, like their mental stage. He's, he's saying how there's still this blackout and they're not understanding his style of play and 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 all these different things that I think it's it's distracting for him because with the other teams that he's had success with. Um, aside from Juventus, but like the Napoli, Empoli, they didn't have these big names and they listened to Sarri and how he developed the game. And at times, obviously in the beginning of the season, the way Lazio was playing was remarkable. We kept saying and, year two Sarri. Yeah, year two and everything. Saying. But yeah, it like. seems like there's something brewing in this locker room because, um, you know, he really, I think, let the team have it and you were expecting this big result versus Empoli today mm -hmm. and um you know they were up to nothing so it's really inexcusable to to find yourself to tie this game versus Empoli especially in the in the last minute again um mm. but uh, Lazio is just a very confusing team because I think you you shouldn't if you're winning to nothing right 2-1 even we'll, we'll put it both in Milan's and, and Inter's case you have to be able to close out the game. And that's something that we have, you know, haven't seen with a lot of these teams. But maybe that is also to say that, you know, the level of the Serie A, you, there's, all these teams are, are pushing back. There's no layover team. Like even with the Cremonese, they might lose their game, but they're going to go out and give you a, a run for your money. Lecce, the same thing. So there's no really easy wins. In you, you know what I think that is? I think the level of coaching has drastically improved. I see young coaches, and I know it's so hard to stick up for Alvini, but he really has become one of my favorite yeah. coaches. He doesn't have a win in Serie A. By all means, like you said, in Italy, you'll call him a loser. Every game that he plays, like, they're in the game. And mm -hmm. for me, it's like, it brings up an interesting conversation, the quality of the players, right? How do you judge a coach? You watch Cremonese Juventus, right? Juventus win that game. But the quality of players that they have that Allegri has compared to Alvini, who was the better coach? No, because Allegri won, he's the better coach because he's won so much. For me, the ideas is still a thing that I value, right? And when I listen to the ideas of Alvini, of Paladino, Zanetti, you we're talking uh, Baroni, we're talking about coaches that have come in to implement new styles, 
uh, new motivations, incorporate younger players, lesser known players. That for me, that is the bigger difference that I always see with these sorts of teams. Yeah, I don't know. For me, Lazio and Sari, I feel like Lazio just, I feel like Sari just had a good time with Napoli when he was a coach because with him, I don't see much. What's good football, quote-unquote good football, do if you can't get any wins? At that point, I'd rather have a coach like Allegri that doesn't play good, but at the end of the season, you're higher on the table and no one's going to remember how you played as long as you finish there. Sari, to me... I'm not I'm not on this bandwagon anymore. Mm. I feel like he doesn't know how to talk to players. He doesn't he's not a good manager with a one on one with the players. Takes too long for his philosophy to take on. That's if he even goes on. Maybe we're too harsh on Anto when Anto, when Anto was saying Sadi's he's not that Sadi's as good as we think or whatever. Ball, style, <laughs> or whatever nice. the, or whatever the case is. I, I I'm not oh, happy with last year's do not look good and I think Sadi's the the, the the protagonist for that. For, yeah. I think Sadi is notorious, notorious in the in the locker room mm. for when things are going great. He shifts the blame. Like, he he, rides, he rides, okay. just like everyone else. But when yeah. things go wrong, that he's pinpointing yeah. certain players. But I mean, Mourinho does the same thing. So are we really gonna say, oh, Sadi? Uh, you know, like he's not to be trusted or he's not the real coach and he's all a farce. I don't think so. It's just his style of play. We know he's not a man manager. There's teams, you know, there's coaches that are man managers mm -hmm. that have amazing man management skills. Ancelotti. 100%. You know, Zidane. These are coaches that know how to deal with personalities and just be able to maintain harmony in the locker room. Obviously, like Marco said, you need to have the star players to be able to resolve the game. If you don't have the players, you could be a magician if you don't have the rabbit, you're not gonna be able to pull a rabbit out of the hat. So that that's the 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 idea. <laughs> I like that. Lots of tricks from you today. Yeah, no, hard tricks, you. magic tricks. Uh, he's a pretzel. and pretzel twists everything into pretzels. He always comes up on top all the time. He's the magician. Peter, he's the maestro. Yeah, the maestro. He's yeah. the real maestro. Not sorry, but yeah, not sorry. Before uh, I leave it, like let me say, sorry for me. <laughs> I want to make a bread pretzel. Yeah, 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 the pretzel. Yeah, yeah, the pretzel. Sasari for me, a great mastermind in what he does of how to develop the game. But like you said, does it implement into into the real life, into into the Serie A game? Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to win the games. But he'll become an icon, such as a, a Zeman. When Zeman landia, he created this Foggia team. Yeah. Pescara that developed B, three players: Immobile, Insigne, Verati. That was due to Zeman. Now he didn't win anything in his career, but he he brought calcio champagne. That that was his style. That was what he was what able to do. Let's, let's talk song. about the the last team, uh, Napoli. Uh, they obviously they had the poor match against Inter, and then they won today against Sampdoria. I thought they were good good timing for them in the schedule that they had to play one of the the worst teams. Uh, Sampdoria they always fight though. I, I give them the credit that they tried to go out there with the right approach, the right attitude. Uh, even though they saved the penalty early on Aldero, so I thought maybe they could find themselves in it. They struggle too much to score goals. It's nearly impossible. Then they go down to 10 men. Rincon gets a red card. Napoli, it was a tough task for them. I think also a lot riding on Sampdoria because of the Viali and the Mihailovic tributes. I thought mm. that's that's not easy to play in front of that crowd and a team that was highly motivated. Uh, Osimhen scores, which is great for them. Uh, Elma scores on the front of the penalty spot. The moment that Napoli's coming in, against a team like Juventus. How do we how do we see it and how do we judge it? And Kvara, obviously not in the best form. Two games where he got kicked so much in the first one against Inter. This last game as well, not not on the score sheet, not giving assists. 
Mike, what do you make of it? I think this was a huge, huge win. I think a lot of people, including myself, were nervous if Napoli could come back from that top, very tough loss against Inter. And I think they did that very, very well, especially playing away at Genova. It was raining. It was very bad weather. Everyone was slipping around. Even the keeper was making some mistakes. So it's very tough. I think Vara's got to get back on his feet. Other than that, I think Oshman played very well. He got a goal. He ended up getting Ricon a red card. He was all over the place. A lot of people still give him a lot of uh, a lot of stick for he's saying he could do more. But he's doing... Ten goals. Yeah, first striker to get 10 goals, actually, uh, which is very good. But I think this was a huge statement for Napoli. And even bigger win that Milan dropped points because they extend their lead for after yep. after losing to Inter, and Inter. which was very yeah, which was very big to, for them. And this can give them a lot of motivation for the game against Juventus. It's gonna be that game's gonna be a very very good one. I think down? overall, that game. Yeah, Aye. Oh man. I think Juve, That's you can tie. say what you want about Juve, but Juve usually always play up to their it's opponent. A zero, zero game. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. Zero, I think zero. I could see a 1-0 going either way, best, honestly. Best attack versus the best defense. 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. I think Vara has to show a big statement that he's back on that one for the second half of the season against Juventus. Since the last two, he's been very heavily guarded, heavily defended, and heavily brought down on the floor a lot of the times. But I think that's going to be a really good match. And... All credit to Spalletti getting that. That game was not easy. Yeah, they got two penalties or whatever, but they worked for the penalties and they were playing against Sampdoria with 10 men. But good stuff for Napoli on that one. Fireworks are going to be on Friday. Oh, it's Napoli's first game in the Maradona since uh, November. Is it? Yeah, because they played. Oh, yeah, in they Milano, played away they played two in games. Genoa. So, right, right. Wow. and then it's obviously Napoli Juve. Oh, so you know, you know out. that stadium is going going to be rocking. Popping. What it's going to be interesting is, is is seeing how Napoli adapt to Juventus, not the other way around. I I think because what Inter were able to do with Napoli, they kind of left the blueprint for Allegri. Mm. You have to be physical with Vara. You have to be able to mm. to make sure he doesn't get enough touches on the ball. And uh, and we know that Juventus have that physicality yeah. in their defense. I mean, you know, it's not for nothing that they haven't. You know, they have twelve clean sheets. They have allowed only seven goals in the whole. You know, in seventeen games, that's pretty remarkable. So, on Napoli's side is being able to understand that you don't want to get caught on the counter because that's what Juventus is playing for. But at the same time, you want to be able to implement your game. And Kvara, like you said, needs to have a, a big game. Statement. Oshiman, Oshiman is always ready. He's always I, I, good. I, yeah. I love Oshiman. Yeah. I think he's one he's of these guys involved. that, even when he's not on, he's always going to create some mi mischief. Yeah. You know, the defense, the key, defense what, of Napoli scares yeah, me a little the key, bit. The yeah. key of the game, I think, for uh, uh, Spalletti is to stop uh, somehow Chiesa because Chiesa on a counter, he can yeah, just burn you. No one on one, when there is a, uh, you know, uh, when he jumps the guys, mm. Chiesa can put himself. Uh, mm. None of the position to take a shot, but uh, to assist somebody like he did it today, you know, on, a, on a, almost a dead ball situation. He's like the only. That. He's the only player that so, has speed in the Juventus attack. So Milik, Milik, on the other hand, if somebody started to cross the ball with with his head, is kind of is very capable. Dangerous. And uh, yeah. let me tell Against you something. So team. I see a one-one or a zero-zero because I think the teams are pretty balanced in terms of. Uh, Player to player. Wow, so no winner? No, no they're not gonna, nobody's going to win uh, mm. the game. I wonder how Juventus' approach will be because obviously they're, they're in this oh, good moment. 
and they're close to Napoli, but they believe they obviously want to fight for the Scudetto. So a win would be something spectacular Juventus to try to do in Naples. That'd be crazy. That Juventus, I think a gonna, tie for Juventus is a positive result. Even if they tie, for them, it's yeah, very positive. Sure. So they're not going to go. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try their best to win, but it's not going to happen. Well, because, uh, yeah, unless, look, unless Juventus find themselves one nothing for some reasons, or maybe somebody gets thrown out, or a red car, or whatever. If they penalty, score first. If they score first. I see bad tra trouble for Napoli. I, I see Juventus coming out in the first 15 minutes and really pushing, pushing Napoli. Push. I, push. I think the first 15 minutes. Then from there, you're going to see Allegri's down. Yeah. Uh, you know, defensive blockade, with, like you said, with the two lines and, and no space. It's between. a 1-1 or 0-0. Zero, zero. Actually, I hope for that, for the tie, because AC Milan can make up this, oh, that's why. Uh, this uh, that's you know, hiccup that we had with Roma. I think we're playing Lecce, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Lecce. Yeah, Lecce, Lecce Milan. Lecce. Yeah, Lecce Milan. Not easy. Bad. Not easy game oh, as well, awesome. as we've learned. Guys, that is our podcast. We will talk to you soon. Ciao ragazzi. Okay. Speak See you guys. Ciao. And Forza? Milan.